This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and the one thing we've got in common this week is probably a little bit of cabin fever, but it is for our own good, our health and safety. This week, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed an executive order ordering all Georgians to stay home and shelter in place in advance in, advance in an effort to flatten the curve associated with the coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, while we are all doing everything from home, that could be going to work and definitely going to school for the rest of the school year, there are many nonprofits in our community that are continuing to do that outreach work for the least among us. And one of those nonprofits is Nicholas House. And Nicholas House has been featured on Perspectives before, and we are happy to welcome back to the program, their director of development, Tara Sita Terry. And thanks for joining us, Tara Sita. Thank you so much, Condes. For some of our listeners who might not be familiar with the work of Nicholas House, can you give us a little bit of a reset of who you are, how you came to be, and what exactly Nicholas House does? Absolutely. Well, Nicholas House's mission is to help homeless families become self-sufficient by providing them with a temporary place to live while addressing the root causes of their homelessness so that they never become homeless again. We got our start over 38 years ago as part of the St. Bartholomew Episcopal Church out of Atlanta. And the small uh, church had a small food pantry that they were providing to the community. Through this uh, distribution of food, they also noticed that there was an alarming number of families that were coming for rations that were also in need of shelter. So concerned by the numbers, the church, uh, in collaboration with United Way of Greater Atlanta and also the Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta, were able to focus in on a small house in the Grant Park area that was renovated uh, and made available to homeless families to reside as they uh, regrouped and uh, prepared for transition back into the community. Well, uh, 38 years later, we've served tens of thousands of men, women, and children in that space and also through our community-based programs that allow us to focus on preventing homelessness for families. So for families that are in the community that are struggling to make rent payments or utility payments, we provide financial assistance. Now, I'll add that what's really unique about Nicholas House is that our programs help keep homeless families together regardless of their composition. Um, I'm not sure if many are aware that many families are often separated in order to receive services. So if you're a homeless family um, that is married and you have older children as part of that family, you often are asked to separate in order to receive services. At Nicholas House, we believe in keeping families intact. We're also accountability-based. So all of our uh, clients and individuals and families that we serve are required to um, um, identify and also we measure progress towards their specific goals. And that is a requirement in order to participate and maintain programming activities with Nicholas House. And what we're most proud of is that we are able to help track families for an additional two years after they've completed our programs. 
And that's extremely important because as families are acquiring housing, it's equally as important to ensure that they're able to maintain it. So for those two additional years, our case managers are working with the families to ensure that things are going well on the job in terms of their ability to continue to pay their bills, that the children are doing well in school, et cetera. As a result of those interventions, over 90% of the families that we've transitioned back into the community are able to remain in their housing a year or more. That's wonderful. How have you all been impacted by the coronavirus? Well, we have received an increase uh, in the number of calls for financial assistance, for rental assistance, and also utility assistance. As you can imagine, a number of uh, residents in the city of Atlanta and actually metro Atlanta are experiencing job losses and also a reduction in the hours that they're working. Um, And that impacts Uh, the family's ability to acquire food, uh, maintain food security. It also impacts their ability to maintain their housing. Uh, So not only is their housing compromised, but their health is compromised. So we're receiving an influx of calls from families that are in dire straits. And they're needing everything from access to get to appropriate health care facilities uh, because many families uh, don't have access to public transportation or a vehicle of their own. Um, Many of them are living paycheck to paycheck. And without that paycheck, they're really starting to see the effects of uh, COVID-19. The Labor Department here in Georgia reported this week they had more than Gosh, nearly 134,000 unemployment claims this week. That was an 1,100% increase week over week since we have been in this crisis. How is Nicholas House able to respond to these requests for assistance that you're receiving? Well, once someone contacts Nicholas House, we'll, of course, you know, get basic data involving the family, and then we'll immediately move to action regarding what that particular need is. If that need is for financial assistance to pay a utility bill, or if that assistance, you know, requires uh, intervention between the landlord or their property manager involving their rent or, or their uh, apartment uh, payment, we actually intervene through advocacy to assist with those conversations. But then we're also there to provide specific financial assistance to families. So uh, we are uh, really um, responding to a large number of uh, requests for food. Um, The community is really coming together and working in collaboration with Nicholas House to provide food for not only the individuals that are at our shelter uh, in the Grant Park area, but also members of the community that are also reaching out to us for assistance as well. As you can imagine, now that the children are out of school, they're at home all day, so um, we're Children would typically receive uh, support uh, as far as lunch or breakfast at school. They're now at home or they're now at the shelter, and we're having to amp up our uh, services in terms of food distribution for the families throughout the day. And then for those that are trying to go to work, those that do you know, have employment, we're trying to make sure that they're able to get there uh, by providing access to transportation and uh, assistance through MARTA and collaboration with partners uh, such as MARTA and others. 
And then we're also working very closely uh, with a number of uh, families that, you know, are in need of, you know, again, financial assistance, uh, whether it's just, you know, money to be able to purchase food or to go to the store or whatever those needs that exist within their household. Talk to us about the significant health risk that are faced by clients who would seek support from Nicholas House. Yes. So as someone um, is literally living in a sheltered environment, um, we do everything in our our, uh, power to ensure that they're safe, that they're protected, and that they're able to shelter in place at our shelter. But understand that this is a congregate setting. And that though we do everything in our power to make sure that the families are safe, the ideal environment is to have them shelter in place in a home of their own. So we're working as quickly as we can to transition families into an apartment setting um, so that they can, you know, again, uh, secure safely in that dwelling and they're able to adhere to the um the advisement of the governor and other elected officials in the area involving their safety. So again, you know, though our shelters are really at the max, they're full, uh, especially at Nicholas House, we really want to, as quickly as possible, transition families as quickly as we can because as we receive individuals, we try and screen as many of them as we can, but oftentimes um, they come with health issues, issues that often or sometimes that could compromise the safety of other individuals in that congregate setting. So we're working quickly with our case management team to transition families out of the shelter as quickly as we can. And that's why uh, the community support is so integral to what we're trying to do. How easy is it to get the clients out of the sheltered situation and into an apartment of their own? Do you have access to to those kind of resources? Are the, the apartment owners in Atlanta open, available, and willing to help you guys provide that space? Yes, we do. We actually have uh, case managers that work in collaboration with a number of property managers and uh, landlords, et cetera, and apartment complexes to actually transition our families out of the shelter. Our biggest barrier has been affordable housing for a number of reasons. As we transition families out, we want to make sure that those uh, dwellings are comparable to the funds that they're able to sustain because we want to ensure that they are in their home for extended periods of time. So the delay or the gap there oftentimes is connecting the dots between what uh, our families are earning as well as what they can afford and maintain long term. So it's a difficult uh, period of time because we have many individuals or many families that are experiencing crisis involving loss of jobs. So because uh, they've lost that job, we're working in collaboration with our internal employment navigator who's working with employers throughout the community to place these individuals on jobs as well as case managers that are working simultaneously to place them in housing as well. So it's uh, several important steps that we're we're working earnestly to uh, place people as quickly as we can based on the crisis and the circumstances that they're experiencing. Organizations like Nicholas House have fundraisers, activities, and events that get you all the money that you need to support the services that you provide. Have you been impacted in any way by that this spring? We 
We have indeed. As a matter of fact, um, uh, our fundraising activities are heavily reliant on individuals uh, throughout the community. We host a series of fundraising events uh, whereby individuals uh, of the community can come, uh, purchase tickets, or be involved in various events that we're involved in. And they can also make a donation at that particular event to Nicholas House. Those represent uh, unrestricted funds uh, for our programming. Those unrestricted funds, meaning general operating dollars that allow us to respond to emergencies and crises and also opportunities for residents of Nicholas House as well as members of the community are integral. However, uh, we have recently had to cancel uh, one of our fundraisers last month uh, as a result of the coronavirus. Um, we, you know, uh, out of an abundance of caution, we uh, wanted to limit the amount of individuals that were exposed um, and then also in compliance with uh, requirements to have uh, small uh, gatherings of people in a space at one time. We wanted to be cognizant of any uh, safety implications or uh, challenges that might compromise the health of individuals. So we made the decision uh, under the advisement of our board of directors and our senior staff to cancel the event. Um, as a result of canceling that event, uh, that created a huge gap in our funding, uh, funding that we heavily relied on to be able to respond to a number of emergencies and crises involving families that were already in existence. And now, um, given the added layer of a crisis involving the coronavirus, it has just amplified that need uh, to a different level. So um, we're working earnestly by reaching out to community members, um, to individuals that you know share a desire to help others in the community, asking for that support uh, to help us fill those gaps. So not only can we reach uh, additional individuals, but also effectively serve families. Aren't there grant applications and funds available to help meet that need, or is the difference in those dollars being program-related versus being unrestricted and available to you to do the work that needs to be done now? Yes, there are numerous grants that we receive uh, statewide as well as federally um, that are very specific to programs that we provide. Uh, Most of them include housing um, and specific activities that we uh, provide for families. Some of them include food and uh, educational components. There are a number of needs that occur outside of those restricted funds involving our families. So for uh, families that are looking uh, for financial assistance or families that are looking for immediate uh, placement into housing, some of those grants oftentimes are reimbursable. So we have to actually uh, perform that particular service and wait to get reimbursed. So if we're waiting for reimbursement, those needs continue. So unrestricted funds allow us to continuously respond to needs as they arise involving families, whatever they are. If the need is for clothing, if the need is for food, if the need is for housing or access to transportation, oftentimes the need is for after-school care or access to health care or child care. All of those services are managed and covered by Nicholas House. So to be able to manage all of these very integral services simultaneously, we require a, a, a pool of 
uh, ongoing resources to ensure that we're able to meet and respond to those needs. Our guest on the program today is Teresa Terry. She's the Development Director for Nicholas House, which provides services for at-risk families in our community. Tell me more about the after-school programming that you provide, and are you still able to do that in this environment? Right, right. Actually, we have transitioned our after-school program to more of an all-day care activity. Um, given the fact that school uh, is uh, uh, has been uh, suspended until the fall, we're focusing on uh, academic activities at the shelter and supporting community-based activities for uh, families that are um, in the community in our apartment-based programs to ensure that they have adequate care for their children and that we're able to provide or fill that gap between any additional needs such as food, you know, such as a, a, a tutoring support or academic support, et cetera. So that has created an additional expense for us because typically we have an after-school program that we run in the afternoon from about 2 until 6 p.m. Now we have the children all day, uh, and they require additional support. So that's why uh, community support is so critical to what we do because not only are we expanding programs such as our after-school program, but again, there's that influx of needs as the phone constantly rings um, of people in dire need, in dire straits. Um, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of depression. People are scared. People are anxious. They don't know how they're going to make rent. They don't know how they're going to pay utilities. And even though there's a freeze on eviction, there's a freeze on um, um, utility payments, those payments are going to come due soon, and we want to be there for those families, and we want to try as best as possible to address some of those needs now so that there's not that accumulative effect on the back end of having to you know, deal with this huge influx of back bills uh, that cannot be paid. So we're trying to respond to the need as quickly as we can, put out as many fires as we can so that families can have a little peace of mind or reduce stress as they're dealing with the crisis. But so far, you haven't had to turn anybody who's called away, have you? Well, we always, unfortunately, have to because there's a capacity issue. And um, when uh, there is an issue where we just don't have enough funds or don't have enough space at Nicholas House, we work in collaboration with about 60 other partner agencies where they're able to help us fill gaps. But when possible and when resources are available, we respond to those needs right away, but oftentimes the numbers exceed our capacity. We have on average about 300 calls a day traditionally at Nicholas House. Now, given the crisis and what's uh, going on involving uh, uh, coronavirus, those numbers have tripled. So imagine what it's like at Nicholas House to have the phone constantly ringing and knowing that you aren't going to be able to serve every single person. So that's why it becomes a community effort, uh, though we're doing a huge, huge uh, job in, in terms of being able to uh, respond to and filter a lot of those calls. The need continues. We need the support of the community to understand 
that none of us asked for this uh, epidemic um, and none of us are, um, you know, uh, lacking the compassion and the support to come together and help our brothers and sisters. We are just overwhelmed by volunteers that have uh, contacted us constantly wanting to donate food, wanting to donate, you know, money and other things to help fill those gaps. Because we've also had to suspend our volunteer program as a result of the coronavirus uh, to reduce, um, again, uh, gatherings of individuals. um, And volunteers are very integral to our work. They often provide meals for uh, individuals and families at the shelter. They provide adult education and a number of other critical services for our programs. And now that that has been suspended, we're having to recreate a lot of things on our own and make additional purchases outside of those contributions. So uh, a dire need uh, for a lot of families and a dire situation uh, for our program operations as we continue to do more with less. People listening to our conversation right now, how can they help you? Right now, our strongest need is donations uh, for our organization. That allows us to identify the strongest need and respond to that need as quickly as possible. Donations of any size, any amount, generous or modest, can be accepted at our website, which is www.nicholashouse.org. The need is great, but I believe that our hearts are bigger than the need. And if people would just dig deep inside themselves to understand that though we are all experiencing stress, there's added stress to families that are experiencing homelessness or families that are at risk of losing their housing. Not only does it put adults at risk, but it also puts vulnerable children at risk. So we employ uh, anyone um, that uh, is in a position to give, even in the slightest way, to support what we're doing to uh, assist families in and around Atlanta. We would be greatly appreciative of that support. How much money do you guys think you would have been able to raise if you'd been able to have the New Beginnings Award Luncheon that had to be canceled last month? Because I know those were critical dollars, right? Yes, yes. Our budget for the event was $100,000. We were hoping to garner at least $250,000 from that event. Um, So imagine the huge loss to our fundraising activities and not having um, those expenses um, to uh, be um, um, uh, evened out or uh, to have that loss in income that we were anticipating as a result of that fundraiser. So due to that loss, and then not only that particular fundraiser, but we have two others that are coming up that are also at risk. And given that these fundraisers represent about 25 to 30% of our budget, that's a huge loss. And what that loss means is that that means families that we can't serve, families that we can't assist, communities that we can't go into and be of assistance. So to know that uh, there are huge losses as a result of what we're trying to do, to have individuals with caring hearts, warm hearts, 
to reach inside themselves and really make a difference by not only helping Nicholas House to help other people, but to help families, to strengthen families, and to help them to get back on their feet and to become and remain self-sufficient. And as you said earlier in the program, you all do not break up families in order to help them. If someone listening again, their heart has been touched and they would like to offer some kind of support, help make up some of this difference. Tell us again how they can make those donations. Donations can be made at our website, www.nicholashouse.org. Or if you'd like to um, contact um, us at Nicholas House, our phone number is 404-622-0793. But again, that website, um, www.nicholashouse.org. Online secure donations are needed and sincerely appreciated. Teresa Terry, the Development Director for Nicholas House here in Atlanta. God bless. You're doing wonderful work. Let's hope that uh, our community will respond. Thank you so much, Condit. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective.